Uh, we got night buckets in the Women's Big Ten Conference Tournament at Target Center right down the street. Right now, the fight in Illini, Illinois, they are leading Maryland. Maryland. Uh, I think the score right now is 16-11. Yes, yes 16-11 yep. with 2-19 left in the first quarter. And uh, one of Maryland's point guards or forwards is at the line. She missed the free throw. So, yeah, Maryland, uh, one of the teams that's going to be right there at the end to win this uh, conference tournament. Right now, they trail Illinois 16-11. Uh, to 11. It's Maryland. And just so you guys are aware, that was from like three years ago. It was a Friday <laughs> night football game between Maryland and the Gophers. Oh, Gophers lost, and you were pissed. It, it was just, what was the way they lost? Yeah. There have been a lot of those losses over the last three years. Uh, yeah, it, 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 was, it was, I believe, a... I believe the Gophers were blew a lead. very, very big home favorites. No, no, they no. were on the road. They, oh, they were on the that road. That was okay. in Maryland, but they blew the. Yeah, they blew the lead. Not good. Not good. Not good for them. All right, so let's talk about a Twins-related topic, and specifically about a Twins player, and it's new member of the Minnesota Twins, an ex-Yankees outfielder, Joey Gallo. And I find this interesting because. I got to be honest with you guys. I thought that this was a very, I questioned this signing. Mm-hmm. This signing caught me off guard. I didn't, I didn't see it. And I'm not, even right now, and I hope he proves me wrong. I don't think there was any value in how much money we gave. Joey Gallo is getting $11 million. Like, as much as he strikes out, I don't think we should be paying him $11 million. But, but, but. We'll see how it plays out. The former Yankees outfielder is trying to turn around his career. One year, $11 million contract with the Twins over the season. Uh, We are his fourth team. He was at Texas before being traded to New York. Then the Yankees traded him to the Dodgers. And now he's here. So he finally got here. But in a roundabout way. Now, I want to say five years ago, Joey Gallo, people were ranting and raving about him. This guy's power. This guy's power. He's the future. Well, he was never the future. And he's still not the future. But he is the type of player that can that can help you with a power bat. Mm-hmm. Defensively. Clearly, he's better than what I've given him credit for. I'm not going to say he's, he's like lights out defensively, but there's something in his bag defensively that I just haven't really seen that much of because everybody raves about him defensively. They think he's a pretty good defensive player for how athletic and big he is. But the bottom line is, is that bat could be very, very special for the Twins if he can cut down the strikeouts. But this is what came out of a story from uh, SportsIllustrated.com. Gallo told this also to the Athletics, Ken Rosenthal. Rosenthal. The Minnesota market is different than the New York market. The Texas market is different than the New York market. I always just wanted to play baseball, have fun, hang out with the boys. That's my goal, just to play baseball and win games. I don't Mm -hmm. really like it being more than that. 
And the reason why this comes up is because he has something to say about Minneapolis. He says, I guess this is more my vibe. You know what I mean? And the headline with the article itself, it says, ex-Yankees outfielder Joey Gallo, Minnesota is, quote, more my vibe. I love our vibe here. We are content with who we are for the most part. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't a few of us that are like, oh, man, we're flower country. We got to do something to, 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 you know, so that people uh, will put some respect on our name. I don't, I don't, I don't care that much about all that respect on my name stuff. Like, I think that we are respected. I mean, people are aware of our professional sports teams. People know Prince is from here. We got great, we got great, like great arts, great culture, great food. People know about Jimmy Jam. People know about, um, I mean, people know about so many, I mean, heck, she's not originally one of us and from here, but she reps us. Lizzo. Lizzo, yeah. You know, so. I think that Minnesota is squarely known, right? Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. It just um, the Cohen brothers. Like there's there's a lot of love that we get. Larry Fitzgerald. Oh yeah. And I think that it's such a laid back, chill spot that that's the way I'm going to always view us. Mm-hmm. And it's to me, it's appealing. It's sexy. I visit New York, man, I, and I haven't been to New York in like ten years. But when I went to New York, New York is one of the more overrated places to me in the country, if not the world. It's okay, man. I can go there for three or four days, but it ain't all that, man. It's dirty as hell. I mean, I've seen images tonight of some rats running around um, at one of the airports. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, it's people on top of people. It's a lot of trash. It's not my speed. I would much, if you say out of ten times, I would do out of ten times, I would do L.A. eight or nine. Out of the 10 over New York. That's why they call it the concrete jungle. Because everything is so close and everything is is, is so condensed because you've got just this enormous amount of people. And I think there is something to be said for where we're at. And I mean... We're not a small market. I know, you know, sometimes people are like, well, Minnesota's a small market in terms of their sports and, you know, hear this and that. We're, we're not small. We are a top 20 market in terms of the amount of people that we have. Yeah. But there's nothing that we don't have here that you can get someplace else. Like, you want the Broadway shows? Hey, cool. You know, the Hennepin Theater Trust has a whole bunch of, there's a show uh, called Hamilton. Not sure people have heard about it. Apparently, it was kind of a big deal. That's coming to Minneapolis in like a month. I know because I, my daughter is like just beside herself to be able to go. But we've got so many good things here. And, and, and there are players. I'm, I, I go back to this pitcher by the name of Ed Whitson who pitched for, I believe it was like the Padres. And then he pitched for the Yankees. He hated New York. Mm. I mean, there are some players who just don't like that. Big, too much. It, it's too much. It's overwhelming. Some people love it. Some people don't. I feel like Joey Gallo can get everything he wants here in this market, and we're a little bit more chill. We are. We we just are. We are more chill here. I mean, we're not L.A. chill, but this is a pretty good place. If you're looking to settle in and you know you want to be comfortable, I feel like the Twin Cities has a lot 
in terms of just environment because it's not high stress here. I mean, it's, I mean. But the thing about the, but but do you think that the Gallo signing is going to be fruitful for us? Because I'm not sold that it's going to be. Because he strikes out so damn much. And And by the way, Miguel Sano is still a free agent. Yeah, he, I, I was looking at Miguel Sano, <laughs> Gary Sanchez, like a lot of the guys that you know, Twins didn't sign. I, I, th- I think that, you know, to me, the Gallo signing when they brought him on, I thought that was a precursor to a Max Kepler deal. Because you've got a corner outfielder who, you know, he can play left, he can play right. If you're going to play Larnick, you know, say Larnick in left, or, you know, I, I think Gallo's been playing left, Kepler in right. I mean, in Max Kepler... Or not Max Kepler, Joey Gallo, he won the gold glove in 2021. He's got a rocket for an arm. Let me ask you this. Who do you yeah. think is the better player, Joey Gallo or Max Kepler? I don't know. I honestly don't you know. Pick one. I don't. I'll say Joey Gallo. Okay. I think Kepler's definitely a better player. I just think he's a better all around player. His durability is coming into question a little bit. But so was Gallo. Gallo's had his injury stuff, too. Gallo's had his injuries. I, I, Gallo's the better defender of the two. And the thing about Max Kepler is when he regressed, did he? is that who Max Kepler is last year? Or is Max Kepler the guy that should have been an all-star a few years ago? Like, who is Max Kepler? Because I feel like we've seen we, – I feel like we know who Joey Gallo is. He's an average, average guy who's – yeah, it's feast or famine. He's either going to knock the ball out of the park, going to draw some walks, you know, strike out. But again, defensively, Joey Gallo is the better player. But I just, I don't know what I'm, you know what you're going to get with Joey Gallo. I don't know what we're going to get from, from Max Kepler. I hope that it's a lot better. I know. I, 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 feel, I, feel the, I feel the same about Joey Gallo. I don't know what we're going to get out of him. Mm-hmm. I don't. Especially with all the strikeouts, man. That bugs me. The strikeouts. Ugh. Yeah, uh, but if... If you have the rest of, I feel like though if you have the rest of that lineup, I don't. He's not the black hole that Miguel Sano was, and I'm not ripping on Miguel Sano because I, like it. I, well, I, I really wanted the Miguel Sano thing to work out. I really, really did. He, he's not as extreme as Miguel Sano was in terms of like hot and cold striking out. So I'll, I'll take it. I feel like this lineup is deep enough that you can cover. Those strikeouts of Joey Gallo, he, he'll give he'll give you defensively what you're not going to get in other places. Yeah. All right. Six five one four six one nine two two six. If you want to weigh in, uh, you may. Uh, we're just kind of hanging out here. We've got a couple TVs on, and Brooklyn came all the way back from being yes twenty something. They're up four. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Take that, mass holds. I said mass. I said mass. I said mass. I see a week suspension coming for Christopher Tubbs. There will be fines and Somebody's suspension. going to email the station and be like, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. I, I, see, I, I seen that guy on the radio, and I says, I heard that. I heard that guy. He's saying them bad words there. Mass, like Massachusetts. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More Lake Show next. All right, happy day, La Soul Day. You know how we roll mm-hmm. here on the Lake Show. We're rolling with De La Soul all day long. It's all very day, easy. It's, it's easy listening, though. I mean, it really it's it's fun to listen to, and I'm not just saying it because you're you know you're a big De La Soul guy. I you know like I told you I only knew one, but it's like I can hear it. It's like okay, I could just 
I feel like it's just stuff I could put on and just like let it roll in the background while I'm doing, you know, whatever. And I mean, that's not, you can't say that about everybody. All right. So this is the deal with De La Soul. So, so let me get into this now because it is a big deal. And people are like, what are you talking about De La Soul Day? And we heard Chris mention it in mm-hmm. headlines. De La Soul had been in a battle for many years to get their masters, okay, to get their 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 master catalog, their songs, their first six albums back, mm-hmm. okay? And there was a back and forth. The initial label that they were on that brought them to the world was Tommy, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, yeah. Okay, and then there was some transition. Tommy Boy basically – um, got bought by somebody else or something like that, whatever. And so they were trying to work this thing out. Oh, no, no. They were trying to work this thing out with, with Tommy Boy, and it, that wasn't really working out. And then there was a transition where it ended up getting bought out. And so then did, they – Did they sign over all the rights? Or, I mean, what was what was like the, the, I think, the initial I, – I, I, th- I think the initial setup was they that they didn't – I don't think that they owned their rights initially. Okay. okay. Is my understanding. But what we've seen in the record business here lately is that – even though that may have been the old school model for the majority of artists, yeah. now artists understand the business of it now, and they're like, no, we want to own our masters. They understand like, how like important it is. Nipsey yeah. Hussle, he owned his masters. Yeah. James Brown owned his masters. And, and when you say own the masters, kind of – what is it? What is it you mean? Like the the master track, like the initial track? Or? They own their rights. To, they they own all of their material. They they own it. Okay. It's not it's not under the ownership of the record label in the distribution uh, company. It's, it's under the artist. It's it's under the artist. And so they were trying to get that worked out, and they weren't getting anywhere with. It. And they were like, "Well, if that's the case, then." You're not going to screw us mm-hmm. because if if we are not allowed to own our masters and the world has evolved and changed in terms of the industry and now we got streaming and now we got then then we don't want any parts of this and yeah. so it was just they were not of it, it so so for people out there listening are like well what does this mean what it means is for the last decade or so De La Soul's music those first six albums were not available not via stream. You cannot go to Spotify and find De La Soul. You cannot go to Apple, iTunes, mm-hmm. and find De La Soul. So, yes, for the last I don't know how many years, I have not been able to pull up uh, Three Feet High in Rising. Mm-hmm. I have not been able to pull up De La Soul is Dead because they were they didn't have the rights. Right. So they actually ended up working out just like about a year and a half ago. Uh, they struck a deal where they were going to acquire all the rights of those first six albums because now they did eventually get off the label and ended up doing some other albums. They did like another, I want to say like three albums. Okay, how, were, how did they get off the label? Were they bought or did they, well, no, there's, when, the, when it was transferred over to this new company? Well, no, I'm, I'm just assuming that was probably part of their, oh, gotcha, their okay, deal. Okay. Because when you sign to a record deal, you, you, don't, you don't sign for life to do a deal. Right, yeah, Like yeah, it yeah. could be a three-album deal. It could be a four-album deal. I don't know how many, I don't know what, what the deal was. So, so, so their last three albums were not under the first agreement, and so those were streamable. So, if you did go out there, you would find there were like three different De La albums, but those are not the classic albums that brought them to be a global iconic group, right? And so, and so, 
you go back a couple of weeks ago, True Goy the Dove, Dave Jolicue, who was uh, plugged two from uh, De La Soul. He's the second rapper. He passed away. He had been dealing with uh, congestive heart failure. And so, and that's why I always say give people their flowers while they're here before they pass mm-hmm. away. And it's so weird because it was announced about four or five weeks ago that their music was going to be available for streaming everywhere to the world on March mm-hmm. the 3rd, today. Everybody knew that. Then Dave dies uh, two and a half weeks ago, and now the world has the music, and he's not even here. So, like, remember now, my two favorite groups of all time, A Tribe Called Quest. Yes. Which is Q-Tip, um, Fife, and Ali Shahad, uh, Shahid Muhammad. All right, he's the DJ. Um, Jerobi was part of the original. He was one of the original members. Okay. Yeah. But, 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 but Fife died. Fife's been gone now about five or six years. I was in Kansas City when he passed away. So Fife, the original one, the original rappers of, mm-hmm. of Tribe, he's gone. So that group's never going to be whole again. Right, yes. De La Soul, Dave just died two and a half weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That group will never be whole again. But now the world has the music. So I don't know if you saw on Instagram or Twitter, they had a celebration late last night. So when, so when it all went live streaming in terms of the music, they counted mm-hmm. it down. Oh, I didn't see that, no. They counted down. Oh, no, it was a big, like, Queen Latifah, uh, Black Sheep, um, a Talib Kweli, like all these iconic big big. Oh, that's was a, awesome. There was a concert, like it was okay. a party. Yeah. It was celebrating the life of Dave, right? They were celebrating his life, but also mm-hmm. it was in, it was um, tied into the streaming deal. So they counted it down, and then, man, the show? Yeah. I didn't see the show live. I only saw snippets, like um, highlights of it. Off the charts. See, to me, when when you have artists that are willing to come together for that and and do like that sort of a performance, that sort of like a you know midnight madness. You're gonna do that thing. for legends. You're yeah, gonna do that well, for legends. And, and that's the thing. You would like, do it for Prince. You would do it for Michael Jackson. You yeah. would do it for I mean whoever. I mean they just. I think that just shows that maybe that the novice, the casual fan of the music. I mean, I, I don't understand. I I don't know the impact that they had. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that I do. I can hear the stories that you tell, and all I can do, and, and when you had um, uh, Ralph, I believe it was uh, Ralph Crowder. Yeah, Ralph Crowder, yeah. When he was in a few about days ago. About the documentary? Yeah, about the documentary, and you guys were talking about it. I mean, I just overheard your conversation just about how influential this group was to the culture. Oh, absolutely. And, and and just how they were different, right? Because you mentioned there's, there is a whole lot of that negativity. You had a lot of that gangster rep. But you you had this, and, and it seems so fluff. It seems like, you know, you're really trying to spin this thing positively. But the impression that I get is that you don't have to spin it positively because that's what it was about. And, and for all these artists, I guess, to come together to celebrate this band being able to finally get on these streaming platforms – I mean that that to me seems like it's the ultimate in respect from your peers. Well, well, this is the deal. People maybe you're wrong. People are looking at today, and the number one topic of conversation surrounding De La Soul is that uh, is that historians and hip hop fans are saying 
you guys have no idea that mm-hmm. the 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 younger demographic of hip hop fans that are not hip on De La Soul that have been missing out, they are going to be introduced mm-hmm. to De La Soul right now. And this is going to be such a crazy day. Because they didn't have access. Because they didn't even, have even access if, Even if you somehow stumble upon it. Like, I, I mean, m- my daughter loves just trying different. I mean, she is all over, you know, within reason, you know, Spotify. And she loves to listen to different bands, different genres. And if she came across it, I know she would be one of those kids that, you know, would be willing to give it a shot and listen to it and – I don't, to me, I think that's cool, right? When you have people that are willing to come across something that they're not familiar with, that they're not, you know, get out of their comfort zone, and you're like, okay, this stuff's pretty good. Like I, you know, you can listen to the beat, but if you listen to the lyrics, as long as there's some substance there, then that's great. I, I think that's, I think it's awesome, and I, I the hope uniqueness of a tribe called Quest and De La Soul for me, yeah, was because it brought me to jazz music. Okay. So, so as a young was that like, was that the bridge then? It, 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 as a young twelve, thirteen year old kid, you're not seeking out jazz. That you, you're just not doing that. Right. Like, yeah, like yeah, it's not young. it's not your thing. Yeah. But as you're transitioning into high school and groups like these, kind two of finding up, your way. As these two groups come up and they're putting out music, hip hop music mm-hmm. that's intertwined with jazz, and then you got Gangstar that's doing the same thing. Those three. Then you're like, okay, jazz school. So then you find yourself in college as a freshman, and you're not only listening to uh, R&B and hip hop, whatever. But when it's study time in your in your dorm room with your other two roommates, and you all have that time, because we, we you know we we looked at it as a brotherhood, and we all had to study at the you know same yeah, time, yeah, whatever, yeah. or go yeah. to the library. We knew that we couldn't study to Ice Cube. You know, you gotta have like, something a little more, a little calmer. You know, something that's a little more. And, and, and that was something yeah, that easier. that we came to agreement on. Okay. And so it was jazz stuff, right? It wasn't even like jazz rap. It was like Miles Davis kind of blue, you know? It was Ronnie Jordan. It was whatever. But when you transition into something that you want to listen to, that you could vibe to um, outside the study, and that had a jazz twist to it, it was absolutely De La and Tribe and all of that. Awesome. So much fun. Awesome. I'm going to be rocking out. To, you, need, you should be streaming this weekend. You should get acclimated to it. You know what? I I got a couple friends that texted me earlier today. They said, "Yeah, I, I'm I'm listening for the first time." Okay, see, and that's, I, and this is one thing that I I want to show our daughter. And I think I've I've made this perfectly clear that try new things, expose yourself to different things because you don't know what you're going to like unless you try. Because so many people are there, oh, I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to. Why are you not going to try it? What are, What are you afraid of? What I mean, try it and see. Because what I've heard, Henry. And again, it's a very small sample. Like I, I like it. Like I, I enjoy what I listen to. I would I I'll stream. Yeah. I mean I you know, when I'm working out or you know, doing whatever, absolutely. I'll yep. I'll stream it. All right, uh, coming up next, um, we are gonna take another look at the local weather. Final time to do that tonight. Uh, I also I want to talk a little wolves. The wolves um have been a frustrating team to dive into and to watch from time to time. And I think that things are starting to look up. I'll tell you why. We do that next year on the Lake Show. This is not what I want. <laughs> I don't know what version you download it. Yeah, this ain't it. No, this is this is this is a totally different song. Oh, totally this, different one. Yeah, this is okay. this is not good. This, oh. this is terrible. This is not, okay. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. News Talk 830 WCCO. Let's talk some wolves here for a second.
Um, Wolves basketball, I just got a feeling we're about to play better. And there's nothing that I – there's nothing definitive that's, that says that they're going to play much better. Nothing. Nothing. But why do I believe that? I just think that that the Wolves understand that they're a playoff team and that for them to continue to be viewed as a playoff team, they can't be inconsistent. Now, the problem with that, though, is that they play one of the tougher schedules here mm-hmm. to finish off the year. They might catch some breaks, though. And I say they might catch some breaks because – well, look at tonight. No LeBron. And that affects that that affects the Lakers in a big way because they're saying LeBron's going to be out. They're going to reevaluate in three weeks. The season's going to be over in three weeks. Right? Yeah, I so- mean, realistically, it's going to be over in, in, in a month. The, the final game for the Wolves is Sunday, April the 9th. It might not matter for the Lakers in three weeks. So, so they played the Lakers tonight. Then you've got a back-to-back because you play Sacramento tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right, that's gonna be tough because Sacramento is one of the better. And then you play Philadelphia. Brooklyn's giving it to Boston right now. That's gonna be tough. Atlanta's always tough. You play Boston. Chicago's beating Phoenix right now. This, this, I just think they're gonna find a way. I, I hope you're right. I, I hope that this team will elevate their play against the better teams that they're going to compete against. Because we know they have a tendency to play down to teams, you know, like the Rockets, like the Spurs, like the Pistons. You know, I mean, I'm not even going to say the Hornets because the Hornets were on a, a – they were on a brief little spike before LaMelo Ball got hurt. So, I mean, they were playing better. Uh, but, I, I mean, I, I would rather see them go out and get some of these wins against tough teams rather than – you know, okay, we're going to beat the cupcakes and then you struggle against these? No, but, but but that's my point. You're not getting cupcakes here to finish off the season. And, and You're getting tough teams. And you just got to win. And that might be the best thing for them is to is to not get cupcakes. I mean... Because well, ab- then you don't play it out in the competition. You got to play up. Absolutely. Yeah. A- absolutely. Because of this team, you know, like Chris Hine, you know, maybe thinking they can put it on autopilot, you know, go, you know, 80% or so. So I, I hope that you're right. I'm, you know, just... I'm cautiously optimistic, but we know that this team, I mean, you had a chance to knock down the Warriors when they didn't have Steph. That didn't work out so well. Uh, you know, you got a chance to, you know, take care of the Lakers without D'Lo, without, um, you know, without LeBron and maybe a compromised Anthony Davis. So we'll see. But I, I do think with those back-to-back against Sacramento, if you get a win tonight against the Lakers, you got some pretty good momentum going into those two games against Sacramento. Okay, Boston was up at one point by like twenty-five points. Yes, they trail by twelve now <laughs> in yeah. the fourth. Yeah, wow, this is and, and it's funny because like every time I look up, like Brooklyn's hitting shots. I don't even know who. Like I don't know. Is it you know? It's you know. Mikhail Bridges or it's Cam Johnson. Mikhail Bridges is nice. It's Seth Curry, and those are guys they got in the uh, Kevin Durant deal. Like uh, Brooklyn, Mikael Bridges is nice. I take Mikael Bridges on this team. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think Mikael Bridges could be a number two. I could see it. He's that. He's a two way player. Yeah, I could. I could. I could definitely see it. You he's know, a Ke- nightmare. Kevin Durant was. You know, he's he's that big prize. But 
I mean, I give Brooklyn credit because I, I I think they came out of this thing between dealing Kyrie and you know dealing uh, Kevin Durant. I you know they came out of this thing. I don't think they're in bad shape. I don't. Yeah, I, I just the, the Wolves have to. Um, they have to play with some level of urgency. Number one. And they just have to show that they're going to be consistent as hell. And it, it's. I can see the first one. I, just, I can't see the consistency. I mean, we. Consistency can come. It's just a matter of want to. And it's a matter of learning from your mistakes. Experience is key. Experience is key. And, and there's an adjustment that's, that's, that has to take place right now. Anthony Edwards is learning about getting double team and triple team now. That's true. I, I mean, yeah. th- 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 there's some adjusting there that he has to deal with because that's something he's never seen before. And now he's got to deal with it for the first time. And, and it's got to be on the fly in the most difficult part of the season. I mean, it, it's not it's not easy for him. But, I mean, I think that's the respect now that Anthony Edwards is getting. Now it becomes even more important for a guy like a Jade McDaniels to step up. Yeah. You know, or, you know, is it going to be slow-mo? I, I mean, I just... Yeah, it, you you need to have that consistent number two with because there was for so long Anthony Edwards could be the guy to carry the team. He can still carry them, but now he's got to do you know more of the rebounding, more defensively, more in terms of you know assisting. He might not be able to score the basketball as much. He might not get as many opportunities, but that just means somebody else has got to step up. And hey, if we can get more of the Jade McDaniel's that we get against the Clippers, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Final segment. Late show. Now. Hi, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk A three O WCCO. I'm over two. Yeah, you're 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 on a struggle bus tonight, man. Well, I I think because when we're... you when 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 you when I'm a, a snob like I am with De La Soul yeah. and you're playing the wrong De La Sound uh, uh, versions, uh, it bugs me a little bit. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it's Friday night. You, you're Mister Dance. You're like the dance mix guy. I say yeah. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, this is the dance mix. I can't believe this is this is not so for all you people out there when we refer to a song it's an iconic song please look it up it's called a roller uh a roller skating jam named Saturday, Saturday. all right so th- that version that Chris has played twice now is not the right version okay just know just do a little research hop on Spotify hop on uh, Apple iTunes, and you'll know that that's the, probably where I'll have to go to get it. Because yeah, you're, I'm, yeah I'm, you're, I'm 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 looking I'm looking right you're, now you're, and like everything. You're, you're Miguel Sano tonight. Yeah, I, oh, hey, you know, <laughs> you're Miguel Sano tonight. Uh, apparently, if I keep this up, we'll both be out of a job. My gosh! Oh no, I'm not going to be out of a job. No, no, no! I'm saying <laughs> me. <laughs> oh. Um, um, In my defense, it is a Friday night, and we're playing some dance music. You know, I mean. You have no defense. If you can't get, you know. You have no defense. If you can't get funky like a monkey, then I can't help you, H. Lake. Hey, so there's something we're going to play for you. And (laughs) um, we know that this trial for the Alex Murdoch situation. And let me just be honest. I've not paid attention to this at all. I didn't watch the the series on television. I did, I didn't either. I knew like nothing about the guy, honestly. I've got to be like I'd heard about it, but I'd never 
pay to any mind. Yeah. So, but I know that the trial's been going on. I know he was found guilty and all of that stuff, whatever. So, um, so I know it's a big deal. When I sit down and, and take a deep breath at some point, I will get caught up. But there's certain people in society and in life I just don't want to hear from. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't care if it's about whether the earth is flat. I don't care if it's about uh, their favorite um, brands that they love to wear for clothing. I don't care if it's about what their favorite restaurants are. But there's certain people I just don't want to hear hear from, and certain people I absolutely don't want to hear from with regards to their thoughts on um, murder trials and convictions. And I'm not going to even mention the person's name. You're going to recognize the voice. Just take a listen to this. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, a whole lot of people are asking me what I think about this uh, Alex Murdoch trial. I don't know why they think I'm an expert on it, but uh, I got to admit, when he took the stand, a guy who's an habitual liar, I did watch um, um, when the trial first started. Uh, I watched him take the stand, and I uh, thought it was probably a mistake because the guy Enough. is an admitted so, so liar. So stop it. So stop it. That is O.J. Simpson talking about Alex Murdoch is a is a, is a he's a liar. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Dude, if you don't sit your ass down somewhere and shut up, I, I'm so sick of OJ. Oh, this is just this is dripping with irony, right? Dude, you murdered your ex-wife <laughs> and um, Ron Goldman, and you got the nerve. Yeah. You got the nerve. Oh, my God. You know how he laughed at the – I don't know why people think that I'd be an expert on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, can, I, can I keep it real? Real, I, I got to keep it real with you. Okay, yeah, keep it real. I feel like I want to punch OJ in the face right now. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Uh, here, I can't stand OJ. Turn the, no, I don't. I'm not talking about me. punching the computer. We need all the computers. <laughs> we need new computers. I'm not going to. I mean, the, if you punch the computer, it might actually. Have yeah, a, I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah, we need we need all new equipment. I'm not going to punch the stuff that we have. <laughs> we're working on Windows. I'm not trying to or... set us back. <laughs> now you're trying to get me fired. No, I'm not trying to get you fired. But seriously, if OJ was in here, yeah, and OJ, I know he's a he's not a small he's not a yeah. small man, but I punch him and run. <laughs> you punch and run. <laughs> he yeah. can't he can't catch me. Yeah. Now, I got a few years. Have on you him. seen those Hertz commercials? Dude can move. I think he's I think he's banged up. Yeah, I think he's pretty. He, OJ's what seventy what? Yeah. OJ's what? Oh, seventy what? Oh, I don't know how old OJ Simpson is. OJ's a what? About seventy? Seventy one? Simpson. He's not okay. catching me. I'm sorry. No, no, he's not catching me. He is seventy one. I'm gonna guess seventy one. Okay. Uh, he is. Yeah, just just tell it to me. I don't want to do the math. Okay, he was born in. Oh, it doesn't. He's what? He was born at forty-seven. It doesn't just tell you how old he is. No. What are you looking at? Are you on? Are you on Wikipedia? I'm on Wikipedia. Yeah. Born July 9th, nineteen forty-seven. O.J. Simpson's seventy-five years old. It says it right there. Okay, there it is. Yep. Man. Hey y'all, Chris is Chris. Chris has got some problems tonight. Man, this dude is playing all the wrong bumper music. He can't look at a Wikipedia page and find out the <laughs> correct age of a murderer by uh, named O.J. Simpson. I, I'm I'm just I'm so flustered by the fact that flustered and just pleased that Boston has blown a 25 point lead 
Once that started to happen, I feel like my world completely turned. And yeah, my my mind has been just so focused on the Nets giving it to the Celtics. But but this is the this and and I, and I say this truthfully, okay, mm-hmm. and in all honesty about Ridley yeah. Simpson, this is not a bit with me because I don't like the man, okay. Yeah. But whenever I hear him talk and comment on stuff like that, not only is it so cringe to hear mm-hmm. him of all people talking on a topic like that, yeah. But it's to me, it's it, and I know that people will disagree with me on this. I know some people will. I think that some people will, will see my sentiment. But when I hear somebody like O.J. Simpson talk about character and talk about somebody's a liar and somebody's this and somebody's that, to me, when he speaks on another case, mm-hmm. to me, it disrespects all cases of people that had to endure something like that. It just, it just, I don't. It just bothers okay. me, man. Yeah, I, you I see what I'm saying. I, I. I do. I've never thought about it like that. I do. It's probably just specific to me. It just it's so cringe yeah. of him to go down that road. Like like some But just pe- so tone deaf. Like yes. he, he yes. has no idea And no filter. No. I it, the, the, he like, doesn't he, he doesn't realize that him if, talking about it is, is If he was wise and remorseful, he would just he would he would he would go somewhere, sit down, not say anything, and be quiet for the rest of his life. No, I'm dead serious. It's almost like he's making a mockery of it, too. Yes, and he's throwing it in everybody's face Yeah, that I got away with the crime. That, mm-hmm. And that, that's the part that really bothers me. Well, uh, to me, and it's like, it kind of goes back to you know, the beginning of it. I don't know why people think that I'm an expert on it. Like, we know. I mean, that was, that, that was the jab. To me, the beginning of it, that, that was the jab. That set up, like, that disqualifies everything else from what you're going to say. Yeah, he... He knows. I mean, he is flaunting all of this. Absolutely, he's flaunting it, and that's that's just what OJ. You know, he's gotten away with it for so long. I mean, at this point, he's got no reason to not go out there and play the villain, because I, I don't know if he knows that's how he's viewed. I I have to assume that he would know how he's viewed, but I mean. I don't feel like there's a genuine word that came out of that entire statement. Like whatever he said, he I don't believe he's genuinely believes a word of it. Listen. OJ Simpson saying and calling another murderer a liar. Okay? Is like I I don't even know what the comparison is. Of all people to call somebody a liar, yeah, it's completely hypocritical. Completely hypocritical. And it's like people are not really asking you for your opinion. They're not. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, he hops on Twitter and he does these videos like, we ask for OJ's opinion. No, people are not asking. And I know some of you are like, well, we don't ask for your opinion. Well, you get it every night right That's here. That's right. good neighbor. You do, whether or not you want it. Suck it, OJ. All right, coming up next. Cal Soderquist in the pregame for Wolves basketball. The Wolves be taking on the LeBron James-less L.A. Lakers. Let's get a W right here on The Good Neighbor. News Talk, 830-WCCO. Have an awesome weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.